What's up, guys? Kels Charles and Megan Murray here, and you are listening slash watching Girls Talking Boys in partnership with SB Nation. As always, hello. <laughs> I don't know why. Victory I'm- Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to it. Feels good. Feels freaking good. It feels good to me. Everyone I- else seems to be mad about it, but well, I'm good. we're going to talk about them because... I have, I have a bit of a bone to pick with them, I believe. And I'd love for you to tell me, and maybe you've talked some sense into me because I just don't see it still right now. But I personally am going to enjoy my Victory Monday and Same. the fourth one that I've been able to have this year. So thank you. It feels good to be back. Wait, did you say fourth one? Like number four. Number four. Like Dak Prescott. Oh, in my feels already. Yeah. Um, on a Monday morning. <laughs> on a Monday morning. So the Dallas Cowboys beat the Cincinnati Bengals 30 to 7 yesterday. And, you know, it was the noon game. It was, everyone was not looking forward to it, myself included. Cowboys were three and a half point favorites. It, I was just like, this game. Yeah, you. what was your tweet at the beginning of the week? You were just like, that just seems off. <laughs> like, I was like, so we basically, everyone thinks this game's going to be just trash. And it's two horrible teams just totally trying to not win. And no one's going to tune in. And honestly, I literally was... I was pleasantly surprised in a lot of ways in terms of the performance of this team. And I kind of want to dive in. Um, yeah. You know, there was, I'll be totally honest with you. I haven't been doing any traveling whatsoever, but um, like in terms of physically leaving the state, I was looking up flights on Friday night <laughs> because I, as you know, I finished my final and I was like, what am I going to do to celebrate? And then I was thinking, I was like, I should go. Maybe I should go to the Cowboys game. Well, I will tell you, my fellow uh, student in class in grad school, he literally went to the game. Like, that was his, like, celebratory thing. (laughs) He texted me on Saturday. He was, like, a picture of himself at the airport. I was like, so this is happening. Um, So I believe you guys should thank Matt Stone because he's your lucky, um, your lucky. Shout out, Matt Stone. What's up, man? Matt is the reason why you won this game. You did it. He did it. It's all you. It's all him. Um, So with Matt's good vibes going into Cincinnati, Andy Dalton, I believe, won his 40th game in Paul Brown Stadium. And the Cowboys had put together an all-around pretty freaking decent performance. It was as if they were playing how I felt like they should have been playing even with the losses of the people that weren't on the field. Like, this is why right. we brought Andy Dalton in. This is why, because we he could be, I wouldn't even call him a bus driver in this game. Like, he can run this offense, and we can still get performances out of the individual caliber of talents that we have on this team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, this is why I'm scrolling on my phone, but I was trying to directly quote John Mishota when I said, the Cowboys would be so much better if they could play the Bengals every week. Yeah. <laughs> and granted, <laughs> listen, at the end of the day. Yes. 
it's we get it and i i know that it's that they're what like two and two and nine is that what they were something like that like bad two nine and one yes because they tied the eagles they're a bad team they don't have joe burrow they tied with the carson wentz eagles yes not with the jalen Hurts eagles a fair (laughs) fair um, elaboration because apparently the Eagles with J- Jalen Hurts are a different team. Run, runs runs differently. Yeah, totally, totally. Kind of over. Um, but I get it. Like you guys, I understand. Like Joe Burrow's out, and and with Joe Burrow out, it totally exposed the Bengals for who they really are. You know, and they even had three different. And they also are missing Joe Mixon too. Like Joe Mixon without the key key components of their O line. Like it was just. Yes. It's like, you know, it it was very much, they're just not a good team. But at the end of the day, I'll still take this victory, especially from a moral perspective, because I really do feel like this is what this team needed. You know, coming out of Baltimore, like, it just, I, coming out of this whole season, I think it's just been so rough. And, and you know, even last week, like, things that should be on lock, like special teams, just weren't even happening. And it's like, when you are off, on the simple shit of your game. Like when you were missing free throws in, in basketball, like that's always been a thing for me. Like you don't miss free throws. It's a free throw. Like you have yeah. to make your free well, throw. When you're missing, when you're missing you're like that. Sure. <laughs> Sing. <laughs> wow, that was good. Um, but it's like, it's like fundamentals. Like when you're off on the fundamentals of the X's and O's of your game, like the rest is like, you know, how can any other structure build on top of that? And it felt like we had good stuff to build upon today. I mean, the defense three forced fumbles and and they, they literally Alden Smith runs one back for a 78 yard touchdown. Someone tweeted me and was like, I'm pretty positive. That's like the longest off, like the longest touchdown run of the season. And I would, I don't remember. I surely that can't be true. I don't know though, man. It might be. I think it is. Um, big boy can run. Dude. Big amazing. boy can run. And, and LVE was in there like kind of, he wasn't, he didn't fully get the credit for the, for forcing that. But like, cause I think, I think he, it, it was. I mean, he jumped on top of him and then. Yeah, the like we'll give him credit especially after last week's performance where he literally went the other way and like got just murdered for it on the internet. Like I, it was embarrassing. I felt bad. For and it. LVE a map was a tweet I saw from last week. <laughs> Savage. Like the internet went full internet on him. And I was like, I was like, I know the man had a bad game, but like, damn guys, <laughs> like he's one of the better players on our team. Anyways. Still um, is. He still is. Know still is so you know I I I think I'd love to start with the defense and just kind of talk about that first because I just feel like that's the place that's caught so much flack um you know Jerry came out on Friday and was like if I could get over I would like I don't think he's just not super sold on what we've done this year and or what the team's done this year in terms of you know obviously the defensive side of things um you know I I literally so we only had two force force fumbles. So you, we got credit for D Law and, and Thompson. Hmm. Yeah. I thought it was three. I think they didn't fully give us the credit for that one because it went off the O, o lineman. That's okay though. 
Um, take this up with the National Football League. Yeah, literally is what's his face still up there? Like the two refs that we love. Like um, who's the one? Major. Yeah, and then who's the guy that I always talk about? I can't. Remember. I'm looking at his face. Um, um, his boss, who's at the national office. Why am I? Oh my my no. Oh what? Yeah, you know what? I Heck. know exactly who you're talking about, and I can't get there either. And he's still, they bring him in all the time. I'm looking at his face. Like, I hate this. I hate it. Is it like I... something, or am I just, like, oh. pulling a generic name out of my booty? Oh, my goodness. I literally cannot stand it. Please look it up. Um, I'm if, literally... if it's Mike, I just want to take credit for it. If it's, if Blandino. It's not... God dang, Kelsey. What? Dean Blandino. Oh, okay. That's not who I was thinking of, actually. So my brain is terrifyingly horrible. Like I literally make fun of him regularly. And when it comes time for me to actually talk about him in a real capacity, well, I think I was still making fun of him, but my brain does not come through. So here we are. Either way. Um, I was just impressed overall with the defense. I felt like from the get-go, Demarcus Lawrence coming out with that energy. And, you know, I, I just, I, I, he really is a fire starter and he really is, if not the, but definitely at least one of the heartbeats of this defense. And I think it, a lot of the energy the defense brings to the table is predicated off of what he shows up with and man, he showed up on Sunday. I mean, I feel as though people have given him such a hard time since he got his deal and he is kind of quietly because of like how trash this kind of team is, but he's quietly had a really great season. Yeah. I mean, like no matter who the opponent is. So I mean, this was just another example of that. Like he, he is the leader of the defense. Like the defense is not good right now, but he's still the leader of it. (laughs) And he's, he shows that he shows up, he shows out still, even though people want to talk shit on his name. So, yeah, no, I totally agree. And, you know, I think it was really cool too, because Tyrone Crawford, he hasn't had any sacks all season. And then he had two within the same series. And, but one of those, like that was, you know, I just, it it was Randy Gregory kind of, you know, tag teaming it and Tyrone kind of close the deal. But I just felt like there was a different energy from this team on the defensive side of things that it, it, and it actually converted because I don't want to sit here and say that I definitely think that, effort has been a topic of discussion and I'd love to get your thoughts on that because I think that's been an alarming topic of discussion several times this year. And I know. Was was it Xavier Woods that had that quote that I think people just keep like pounding into the ground about um, not going all out on a specific play. Yeah. And he's like, you can't go out all out like on 90 some odd plays or whatever it is. And everyone's like, and like, logically speaking, you're like, well, maybe that might make sense, but don't ever say that, you know, because what you, because people are going to yeah. take out and think that you're saying, I'm not going to give you full out. Like, I think he was, I don't know. It was just not a good combination of words to be putting out into the space. Um, he knows you now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So either way, I just think that overall it was fun to see 
these guys, especially this line, get some pressures. There was a point in time where Antoine Woods, if you guys haven't seen it, go check his Instagram. Antoine story. Woods stand account. Remember. Antoine Woods stand account. <laughs> what did he, he put, someone put something on there. It was like flying Tuan or something like <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic like I need to look it up but it was it I love that it was so freaking funny like they're air woods air woods yeah so good so <laughs> yeah y'all need to watch his Instagram story air hashtag air woods anyways it and, and I think to the point like these guys like had fun it was fun to see them go out and you know dare I say kick ass especially relatively compared to this season you know and yeah. then they came away and they had fun with it. And I think that's great. Um, so I yeah. had fun with it. Yeah. Like big thumbs up to the D line and the defense. I mean, I think sometimes I've, I've, I've seriously been taking a very uh, strong break from all social media lately. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will pop on during game days. Um Sometimes I stay, sometimes I just cannot after a half because like, y'all be wilding. What is this? So mad about a win, uh, about mad about an offense that's like firing on like cylinders we haven't seen this season. What is this? You're like, what do you want from us? Like, what do you want from us? You're not- Do you want us to just lose to the Bengals? They weren't even trying. Yeah. I, um, I side, let's talk about that for a second. Cause I do yeah. want to address the defensive secondary, but sidebar, well, there's not really much to say about the secondary because of the fact that like, we're already decimated. And then obviously, you know, another guy goes on COVID reserve list because of secondary potential contact. And then we have like Savion Smith potentially goes down a little bit, like Rashad Robinson, which, which is Rashad. And I, I literally last week, this is, I would Excited about him playing today, and he did so good. Yeah. Well, last week I was trying to multitask and study for my final, and I literally yeah. tweeted thinking that Reggie Robinson got burned on a play, and it was a shot. <laughs> I was like, "This is why we can't multitask. Like, get out of the. Ex- you got to pick one or the other, Excel doc or the or the screen." Um, but right. talking about the team overall, it's funny that you say that because I think Team Tank has been a definite obvious storyline this season and I think the the calls for it and the whoever's on that side of things they've gotten progressively louder and louder as the season kind of starts to wind down or I don't even say wind down I mean wind down in terms of number of games left because depending on how things shake out on Sunday we're filming this on Sunday night um this could get weird y'all and from an NFC East perspective so I'd love to hear your thoughts on what you've seen out in the interweb space and where your head's at in terms of how you feel winning this game, but potentially having a lower draft pick, albeit it would still be top five, you know, or top 10. Like I can't imagine a world where we drop below five. See, like you just made my argument for me. (laughs) Yeah. Like it's, still gonna be like top five adjacent like what are you looking for you are gonna have a solid choice of players 
if you win a game, gosh darn it. Like right. <laughs> the amount of people that, and look, have your opinion. This is America. Like, good for you. Do your thing. <laughs> <laughs> we just got finger gunned. <laughs> Yeah, no, like this is this is one of the moments where you probably need to watch the YouTube stream of this. But it's just like I don't understand why people are getting so upset because we're winning. Yeah. Here and I'll tell you why because nothing's really going to change because we won this game. Like I we're still gonna we're still gonna lose a couple more games. I'm looking at my schedule and I feel pretty good about some L's coming. So still, still L's are still coming. Like it's it just felt good to see like a little bit of like gelling on like the offense and on the defense. Like you're decimated no matter what. If you can put together some solid movement and some solid plays, like that's a good thing. And how are you, how are you going to lose? Because they were big trash energy. And like, if you could be more trash than that, then we have way bigger problems that I need to worry about. They are not going to be solved by a single draft pick. Let me just say no. that. No, if we lost to the Bengals today, like it would be either completely intentional and just like, oh, oops, I dropped this ball. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to take it? Take the ball. Like, that would be what it is. Or, like, we're that fucking freaking bad. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we're that RJ. bad that, like, it is just, then I need to really be freaking concerned. Like, yikes. Yeah. So, <laughs> obviously, Meg feels really strongly on this issue. And I think I, do. I, think I might, too. Um, and like I the Bengals are that bad, very, very. So like, if we lost to them on purpose, ow. Yeah. No, I don't like it. I don't like that. We don't need to do it. We don't We're need so, that. Don't get the traffic. It's fine. So, excuse me. I don't know why I always know. It's Sunday night. It is Sunday night. It's this weird thing that I. Sunday just, series are upon us. Um, but technically you're listening to this on a Monday. So the Monday scaries are here. Yeah, we go, we, we oscillate in between talking in, in, in the, in the current tense versus like the future tense as if it's on Monday. So like, hope you guys are catching up either way. I just feel like in terms of my stance, I understand the desire and the need to get a high draft pick. And what I just said about, and what you just said, about yeah. if we lose to a team like that, we have so many bigger problems than just a single first round draft pick is so true. And then the people that are gonna come out and say, well, then we should just trade back. That's assuming you have a trade partner, guys. It is. You talked to Jeff Kavanaugh this weekend, didn't you? I did. <laughs> I was with Jeff. I did see Captain him. Captain trade down, strikes again. <laughs> and like, I do, I am like on board with, that concept, but it's not a guarantee. And that's the thing that like, I think we have to realize when we talk about this, like, it's not just a simple, well, yeah, like, let's just speak like how many times in the draft 
Like, were we trying to trade back for something and we couldn't figure like, it's just not a given. And I think we have to realize that when we talk about these types of things. And also on top of it, I'm, I really do believe mentally for a team to go through this year that they went through to go through COVID, to go through a new coaching change, to be awful like they were, you're not going to lose every death of a very close coach to you. Yes. This team needs to take any and all momentum that they can into the off season. So they actually respect themselves enough to get back up and try again next year. And that includes respecting themselves enough to make an effort in a game and to to not just bubble a ball that they don't need to bubble. (laughs) I really, and like, these are, these are professional athletes, whether or not they play to the level that we think we think as, you know, fans or, you know, couch, couch coaches think they should, but yes, at the end of the day, they are professional athletes and they operate on a higher level. You can't tell me that once you get to this level in the game, that a majority of these guys aren't out there with a massive, with a competitive spirit. Like I can't imagine a world where I go into a test, even a test like now in grad school, where I've, I've, I've made it into grad school and they always joke about how, you know, once you make it in, that's the hardest part. Right. And it's hard to fail out and whatever else, like I'm at the top of the game. damn it. If I'm still going to be pissed, if I get a bad grade, like I'm not going to not try, like, why would I do that? It's, I just don't believe I can't, you can't tell me that those guys, even as distraught and dismayed and as bummed out they are about this year are going to go into a game and be like, I don't care. Like, I think we've seen it at times where it's built up, but like, I just don't believe that's the healthy thing to do, the right thing to do. And I also don't think the majority of them truly think that way. I don't think they think that way at all. I don't think if you were to walk in that locker room in which we can't do at the moment, but like I miss kind of the beat writer reaction after the game chats with the players because they can get real with you and they can tell you, there's no freaking way that I'm trying to lose. I am an athlete. I am a competitor. Like straight up, this is, we're not trying to do anything. We want to put together a good product on the field. We want to feel confident. Like, especially today, Zeke Elliott. I was literally going about, uh, read my mind, friend, go off. What I do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's just like one of those days where I feel like Zeke, Yes, he was quiet in the first little bit of this game. But when he finally, like, these are the times when he needs to work on getting his stride back. Like, I am of the um, of the thought process that I think he just has the yips. He's having a yips year. Like, he's without his best friend be- behind the line. And, like, I think that giving – give uh, – Dak the ball and like they can gel and they can get back to where they're supposed to be. I am of that thought process. You can disagree with me. That's fine. I don't care. But like to see him get kind of his confidence back today was nice. Like he, he got a really good run in there. And did he drop the ball? 
little yes. victories, baby. He could, he could turn around and do it next week, but hey, baby steps. We're moving forward. We're doing good things. I like it. Listen, I, like it. I think Zeke's a great example. And that's what I was about to bring up because he's easily having the worst season of his career. And I, and, and despite all of that, leading the league in his position at turnovers, he's cost this quote. There have been, you can call it what you want. You could say he cost the team all these points. Cause I, I can't remember what the stat was. It wasn't pretty though. The teams have capitalized off of his missteps. Okay. And that's, that's how we can say it either way. The man is was injured this week and was list, listed as questionable to play, and he's like, "There's no, I'm not playing." Like again, like he has every reason to. He's a top caliber player. Like granted, yeah, he's already gotten paid, but like he he doesn't. He a lot of people would be like, "All right, I'm I'm gonna like you can you can sit me and then I'll rest up and then I'll play. You can play someone else because like it doesn't really matter anymore at this point in the in the season like." I don't care. Like, I, not that I don't care, but like, it's not worth it to me. And that's not what he's saying. Like, he's it's like a thought process that I had when I heard that he missed a practice this week. Yeah. And I just, I think that yeah, shows. But he's like, he truly wants to get better. He wants to fix the problem that he's having. He recognizes that there is a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And so. like, a game like this goes a long way into, um, not necessarily solving it, but like getting him back on track. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year, at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yeah. So I just feel like, just so we're clear, neither of us are really on Team Tank and I would obviously like to have... Wait, to be clear, we are on Team Tank Lawrence, we are not on Team Tank. <laughs> there it is. We are on Team Lawrence, but Team Tank Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. Let's, Let's be very clear. Not Tank or Lawrence. It's Team Tank Lawrence. Okay. Right. That's exactly. Thank wow. you. Thank you. Why are we just now coming up with this? I mean, I said it before. Okay, that makes. But sense. like, we didn't connect to the Trevor Lawrence of it all. So like, the fact that you went to that level is just like beautiful. Finger guns. <laughs> um, anyways, so I uh, want to talk about the offense um, here a little bit because we mentioned Zeke Elliott and obviously how he had, you know, he just came out and 
put himself on the line. But it was the other running back who really, to me, TP put together a nice little game. And I know he's your guy. And so I'll kind of let you take the floor first. I won't, I won't even say he's my guy. I, okay, so if y'all had listened at the beginning of the season when we I had Dave on um, as uh, a Kelsey replacement for a pod, he regaled us with a lovely story about how um, he thinks of Tony Pollard as T Pizzle um, because <laughs> of that's what they called a, a like they a tiger place TP T Pizzle situation back from LSU days. Yes. So he is he my guy? I was super harsh on him in the beginning of the year when he was having a hard time. Yeah. But honestly, he's the way he's been able to step up, I think I I wonder if it's like does he feel less pressure or what? But um he has he has done a really good job of turning his problems around and I don't know if it had it could we credit Kellen Moore with that the way that they're utilizing him differently um and he's not necessarily just like the backup like let's just try this thing and because Zeke didn't get it for once like if you have to rely more on him like maybe that like pushes him to do better. I don't know what it is, but I'm happy about it. Like he is, he's doing great. Yeah. I love seeing him succeed. Yeah. I mean, I don't think this running. People wanted to keep him off the team at the beginning of the year. They were done with him. Lest we forget. <laughs> They're about to pr- try and bring Ryan Williams back. That's a joke, but like <laughs> they didn't care. <laughs> um, Literally. From a stat perspective, this rushing offense didn't really, you know, generate a ton this game as a total. Like they had 22 carries and about 102 yards, I think. And that's 101 yards. And that's inclusive of, you know, CD and Dalton. So well, Dalton losing a yard, whatever, either way, it wasn't the, the rushing offense of Cowboys years past, despite that. I saw some good moments from, from him that I just, I just feel like Pollard stepped up like on special teams, like with the, with the kick return, I felt like that really did put the Cowboys in a really good field position. One of the best they'd have in a, in a long time. And just in general, like, again, like I mentioned, like we talk a lot about the actual things that happen on the field, but I really do believe that there are moments like that. And that are not just victories, individual victories but also moral victories for the team and like that's what I think he brought to this team and brought to the table today but okay so looking back on it at the beginning of the season that was something that everyone was up in arms about is because he kept like screwing up the kick return so do you put that on coaching you know um it's interesting that you say that because there was a lot of questioning around Fossil and they straight up, I remember them explicitly asking him saying, are you going to take him off of kick return and special teams? And Fossil was like, no, I've even told him myself that I'm confident in him. Hindsight's always 2020. So it's tough for me to sit here and say, cause back then I was like, what are we doing? 
You know, like this is, I don't want to go after the guy and like go straight for the jugular, but it was concerning to me. And it kind of like the Terrence Steele where I felt like there were instances where these coaches were setting these players up for failure at times. And, and, but at the same time, like maybe there's a reason why John Fossil's a coach in the NFL and I'm not, <laughs> And you know what I mean? Like well, as, as our resident John Fossil Stan over there, you, um, it's been nice to see him, you know, kind of mix it up. We saw a new punter tonight. Yeah. And he did good. It looked pretty all right. Look, Brett. Granted, you know, we had the little like fuss up about his first, you know, kick with the celebrating and the what, what have you. Totally fine. But then he like he there's they were both within the ten yard line, so it's like that. Those are good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, I'm I'm glad that Pollard's gotten back to a position where he is contributing in a meaningful way, kind of resembling I think some of the things that the hopes that people had for him coming out of the whispers that we heard at training camp how's that I don't think they're still using him the exact same way that that all these you know they were doing a lot in practice then but at the same time like I don't think anything's gone according to plan so I will take what I can get (laughs) how's that um so one guy that while TP may not be like your main main mans I do know your main main mans and you said someone who was sneakily putting together a good season. And this guy, in my opinion, is definitely doing that. Amari Cooper, man. I think he has. My, my silent killer, I've your, long said. Your silent killer son is close to, I mean, he's got the year 891 yards. So there's a chance that he can put together a 1200 yard season and four touchdowns. I think, you know, that was a definitely a slow start, but either way, it's seeming like he's really ramping up the productivity and it was really kind of fun to see that. And I felt, I felt like the caliber of offensive weapons with him, as the veteran presence in that regard has truly what's kept this, this Dallas Cowboys team competitive in any, any semblance of the word at any point this season. And I realize that sounds so ridiculous to call this team competitive, but when they have been competitive, I have to give him a lot of credit for at least being one of the leaders in that charge. Like, again, you can talk mess all you want. Like, they have not been a good team this season. They are still trying, and there are certain people that are trying harder than others or performing better than others, what have you. doesn't matter. Coop is one of them. Um, I thought it was really funny on the broadcast. They, um, they were like, oh, the – Bengals fans seem to be booing as uh, Amari Cooper enters the end zone. And then uh, they were like, oh, actually, I think they were doing the coop. I think those are Cowboys fans. And I was like, my people, they're showing up. I love that. <laughs> as always. So, uh, you know, America's team. Yeah. 
And I also think like the thing about a guy like Amari Cooper is I, whenever I look at him, he's just, he makes the craziest shit look easy. And that's like what he's so like, he has such finesse. He's insane. Like insane. He's a nonchalant killer. And like you said, like, it's just, it's so. Nonchalant is actually perfect. I said silent killer, but like nonchalant is even better. Yeah. Like he's just like, I'm going to just freaking, I like do some in crazy, insane things. And, and then he walks off to the sideline. Like, yeah, this is normal. This is what I do. So I always think back to Michael Irvin and Alvin Harper and how a lot of times, you know, no one is going to ignore Michael Irvin and Michael Irvin's like, all right, like if you're going to, you're going to game plan against me, that's fine. And I won't get as much action, but then Alvin Harper over here is going to punish you because for doing that. So like he's going to play with a chip on his shoulder because you're disrespecting him by really truly only focusing on me. And I feel like a guy like Amari, while he really truly hasn't had this like insane, like quote stellar season in terms of touchdowns and like whatever, like four touchdowns, like it's a little slower than maybe you would expect. But at the same time, well, it has a lot to do with the fact that we're not winning. I was like, we haven't scored touchdowns in some games. So at the same, here's that. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's several reasons for that. Either way, He's one of those guys that, like, he's so talented that teams can't ignore him. And, therefore, he gives guys like, you know, the Michael Gallups, the CeeDee Lambs, the Cedric Wilsons, the opportunities to shine, too. Because, literally, he's so good, you can't afford to not focus on him. And even when you're doing that, he can still make you look silly. So, I just – I also think it's impressive that he's been able to do this with four different quarterbacks. And, you know – two of them who literally shouldn't even, I say this with the nicest in my heart, like aren't really truly at the elite NFL caliber level. How's that quarterback? Yeah, it's true. Um, they're not, they're not starters in this league and it's apparent and obviously. So I just think that's like, he gets a gold star for that in my mind, because I just like, that's an accomplishment in itself. Does he get your star of the game? I think I'm going to give my star of the game to Andy. Me too. <laughs> I was really happy for him. I, I will actually, if you're going to give yours to Andy, I might give mine to Alden. Okay. I like that. That's good. That's fair. I have to, I just, I feel, I feel for him. Like it's been such a rough year all around. I think, you know, the way things went down for him to, to not be a starter anymore. I think that's still his goal to be a starter. I think it's emotional for him to come back to Cincinnati. I think, you know, obviously with the him getting COVID and having to play back from that, and just the adversity that he's faced personally and professionally. And I just hear wonderful things about him as a human. I don't know him myself, but obviously, because I haven't been able to be in the building, but I hear wonderful things about him. He's widely respected still in Cincinnati. And I'm sure he, you know, with Joe Burrow being out, I'm sure he wanted to have that game, even with Joe in it, because it's kind of like a revenge game for him in a sense. And to come back and be able to win it and win it well for all intents and purposes I think that's massive for him and I also loved I freaking loved this like him and he and Jordan I was like oh my gosh like you guys are so freaking cute goals like are you kidding me swoon they were very cute they did show her a lot today so yeah, they like really did 
I, well, I think they really, you know, they, you know, that broadcast loves to focus on a story. And I, I think they really focused on Andy returning home. And then, but Jordan's also returning home too. So like, it's like, you spent nine years here, yeah. you know? Um, so like, yeah, I was so, I was really happy for him. He put together a very solid performance. Um, there, something that you can definitely like be proud of for sure. Yeah. So I would have agreed with you, but since, you know, there isn't enough stars to go around today because we did win. Um, you know, Alden Smith gets a star. That was extremely impressive. Like, just think of where he, where he's been in his past. Like, he was out of the league for what, three, was it three years? Mm-hmm. Three seasons? Mm-hmm. And to come back to make your presence known on a defense, whether this defense is like, it's, Obviously, it has had its problems this season. Like, it's very apparent. But you know that cog in the wheel is solid. Yeah. And to, like, have him run, he picked that ball up and he was like, I have this. Like, you could see it on his face when he was running. He was like, oh, yeah, like, this is happening. Yeah. No, it was great. It was just, like, the joy, the, like, all of it was, like, it was really fun to watch. Yeah. Overall, I was pleasantly surprised with this game. And I think that's the best way to put it. The bar was very low. Right. I think, I don't even know if I gave a prediction um, on Friday's podcast. I don't think I did. I think I was just like, let's just hope for the best here. Um, but I I think I was like, I, I actually did say, I was like, I just keep talking down on them because whenever I say something bad, then they do something good. So it worked again. So catch me on Friday saying something mean about them going against the Niners. I love it. The voodoo. Um, well, I think all in all, the Cowboys were able to stack together a nice little victory. And uh, in conclusion, we're not really on Team Tank. But what is interesting- Tank Lawrence. Yeah, we are on Team Tank Lawrence, not Team Tank for Lawrence. So just so we're abundantly clear where we stand here on GTB. Um, all right. So as it turns out, the NFC East continues to be absurd. Wait, wait, wait. One quick note before we talk about that. <laughs> Richard Robinson. Okay. Shouts out my guy, my LSU Tiger, bro. Yes. You were down, but you were not out. You showed up. You showed out. You got boosted from the practice squad. I love it. I love it. I love to see the Tigers win. Yes. I hope he's... Especially against Florida. Oh. LSU. LSU. Go ahead. Hey, Florida. Um, What happened there, by the way? Are you okay? Scooter Magruder. You want to talk about it? How are you doing? <laughs> do you want to talk about it? Hey, do you want to yeah, talk about it? Yeah, that's his thing. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was great. I think that he's um, dealing with a little, he got a little banged up, so hopefully he's okay. He did, but he re-entered the game and then made a phenomenal play. So we love to see it. Yeah. And that's all I had to say. I, because really. at the end of the day, um, we can't afford to lose anyone else in the secondary because- no, and they literally said that on the broadcast. They were like, and it seems to be another defensive player down for the Cowboys. They really can't afford that. And I was like, yeah. 
Truer yeah. words, bro. Truer words. Because I've never been spoken. Then I'm gonna be like, um, so I know that Trayvon Diggs used to be a wide receiver and then he turned into a DB. So do we need to start flipping the switch and looking at our wide receivers and asking like Cedric Wilson, do you think you could go be a DB? Like, how does this work? Like what's, who's our emergency emergency DB? <laughs> I can't even go there. I can't. I can't. She's like, I already put Bell as like a quarterback replacement so i can't even fathom i'm already <laughs> calling connor t hand no that's not that's you basketball what's his name who was the guy from like 2013 who was like known for uh he was very accurate and he had all these like trick shot videos oh god T- oh man that bothers me i don't know what you're talking about and then he went and he was like a backup in like buffalo or something for like four years and i was like are you kidding me like he's still in the league like what like, that's impressive. Either way, I was about to call Kyle Orton and be like, hey, listen, I'm sure your you beer think your love of Kyle Orton will outrageous. never exist. It will never, ever. Never die. I'll never die. Ever die. Um, but, yeah, I can't. I've already done enough emergency situations. I just need – the emergencies need to stop. The, we've reached the threshold. Um, yeah. So, speaking of threshold for tolerance – I hope that you all have buckled up because the ride is not over. Um, and the threshold for tolerance in Philadelphia was low. And therefore, Jalen Hurts season has arrived. And turns out he might be okay at the quarterback position. And he might be there to stay because he successfully put together a win against the New Orleans Saints. And I, for one. It was a tight tight game and I kind of am really mad that I missed the, like the fourth quarter but it wasn't at the beginning which was crazy too yeah I, then- it was funny because I was I was texting with one of my dear friends who is a New Orleans Saints fan uh Patrick Michael Hayes shouts out a listener of the pod um but he was like, no, we're still in this. We got this. I was like, 17 to zero. Okay. It was like you got this. Like, what do you got besides an L? Well, and then it was like 17 to 14. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. I see what you mean. Like, you guys, you got something going there. Like, you, you figured it out. And then I kind of, I missed the last part of it. So I'm, I'm going to have to go back and watch. But yikes. Yeah. Emmanuel Sanders and Emmanuel Sanders is things is apparently kind of like, I remember that. And then, but yeah, I mean, so here's the deal is that things are going to get weird. Like, let's just lean in to the BSery that is 2020 and why not? Because 49ers and depending on how the Washington football team plays and if they come out with a win, that's going to be a lot more difficult for the Cowboys because they've swept the Cowboys. But if they don't win, it could really get interesting. I mean, it's just wild, you guys. Like, I – like, Giants lost. It's just <laughs> – There's truly never a dull moment, if you will. <laughs> it's funny to me. So – No, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> just sit back, grab some popcorn, enjoy the show. <laughs> My sadistic side I, – I tweeted this earlier. I was like, I, I'm self-aware enough to realize and admit that my sadistic side low-key loves this. Like, I love 
the drama. Like who needs reality TV? I mean, I know you do. And I do too, because I love Southern Charm. And I, you know. Your lifeline. You're like. <laughs> but give me, give me Mark. Like, <laughs> NFC East nonsense. If we're all going to be bad, let's make it comical. Why not? Like, I need it. I need, I need it. So here we are. Works for me. Here we are down going to the west side, the east side. I heard that song yesterday and I was like, man, this was a bop. I forgot about Moby and Gwen. Like, what's up? Gang Good gang, honestly. Truly. Um, True. Either way, guys, today was fun. I'm glad the Cowboys got a win and I'm sure some of you aren't glad, but you know what? It happened. So enjoy your little victory Monday. And I guess we'll see how things shake out in NFC East because like, again, if we can't have nice things in 2020, at least things will be interesting. So we'll get little victories all day, count them, stack them. It is where we're at nowadays. And um, yeah, that's kind of all my thoughts as of right now, Meg. I mean, is there anything else that's on your beautiful mind? Um, I guess one thing that is on my beautiful mind, you know, I feel like that's a reference to a movie. Um, but I did uh, watch Home Alone for the first time today, though, for the first time. (laughs) So I checked on my list. You're welcome, America. (laughs) Just keep going. She's going to kill me. (laughs) First time? The first time. The first time. time. I'm 30 years old. And I just watched Home Alone for the first time today. (laughs) I don't watch movies, but what the frick? I know. I was like, I was like, so is he really a cop? Like, and is this is the neighbor a nice guy? Like, do (laughs) and my friend was like, I'm sorry, like, do you do you need me to have you do you need me to explain this movie? I'm gonna call Laurel K's by her name in this. In yeah, the you guys can thank thank Laurel Glenn for forcing me to watch Home Alone today. But I, I did I, realize did I just call her by her like Twitter name? I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's fine. This is 2020. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, but whatever the mom's name is, what's her name? She also is uh the mom in Shits Creek. So I was today years old when I watched the movie and also when I realized that, which makes sense that I never watched the movie, but great connection. She's she's Moira Rose. Yeah, Moira. Moira's in Home Alone. Gift to this world. Gift to this world. A queen. So I'm sorry, before I just shook you to your core, what were you going to say? Um, I was just going to say, um, well, so, okay. So I was thinking about talking about this um, a couple of different ways. And I was going to specifically address men um, when discussing this, but I realized it's not necessarily just a male thing, but it's just a strong pride thing. Um, This week I did have a medical scare uh, very close to me and yes, it was, it was my dad. It was my dad. He um, just, he never asks for help. He never, um, you know, He's, he's, he has a lot of pride and he, he should because he's, he's achieved a lot in his life. But you sometimes you need to know when to ask for help. So today I would just say um, if 
you ever need something or um, there's something that just feels off, feels weird, um, really do reach out to the people close to you because they want to help and they want you around. So, sorry, <laughs> that's all. Yeah, I am. Um... I think that's really important. And I, um, I would like to tell you and, um, because I admire you and I admire your dad so much and your family has always been so lovely to me. And it was a nice reminder to me to appreciate the people in my life and also to reach out to those people and remind them of literally what you just said, because at the end of the day, I think that um, there's a lot of people in our families and in our lives who have done so much for us and they are like kind of like the core of a family or they're just really strong and they've always like done things for other people, right? And it's really hard for them to accept someone to help them or to take care of them or to accept anything like in return. And exactly. it's so like beautiful and admirable. But I think the message to its core is that we want to be there for you and we need you. And it's totally okay to be, you know, have a moment or be vulnerable or need a little help. And that's like the raw, beautiful thing about true love and like a true connection and just humanity at its core is that you don't always have to be like perfect and a hundred percent. And um, yeah, I think that um, I think that's really key. And I think that, you know, I know it's been like a rough week for you. Um, but I appreciate you sharing that like silver lining and I appreciate uh, you finishing my thought process because <laughs> we tend to share a brain and you really took it across the, uh, the end zone. You, you crossed yeah. the pylon for me. It's, it's really admirable for people to be brave and to be super badasses. But despite all that, there's a lot of people that want to be there and will be there for you too. And I think- Yeah, just know when you need important. to ask for help. Yeah. So big shouts out to Jean Murray, the mother effing boss. We love the shit out of you. Best me. guy to exist in this world. I'm sorry if you're a guy because there's only one best person in it. Jean. So Oscar Jean, man. <laughs> um, all right, you guys. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. <laughs> I just love you. I love you. <laughs> um, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Give us all the stars and, uh, you know, <laughs> virtual hugs are appreciated. All right. I'll get it. We're good. All right, guys. Make sure you're listening to Blogging the Boys, wherever you find your podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or Stitcher. Find us on YouTube as well. Rate, review, subscribe. It really does mean the world to us. It truly, truly does. You can find me on Twitter at Kelsey underscore Charles. And Megan is? At Meg Ray with four R's. Um, make sure you guys hug the people that you love. Remind them, especially this holiday season. It's a tough one, too. And Meg, listen, um, we're not playing a bird team this week, but I just feel like in light of 
the world and the Jalen Hurts situation, we need to just refresh people's memory on where we stand on this. Yes. Um, Cowboys forever, Eagles for never. Um, but, you know, shout out to Jalen Hurts. Do your thing. Go off, boss. Fly, Jalen, fly. <laughs> not on us. Not on us. Don't. Yeah. Just so we're clear. Just so we're clear. We're happy for you. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>